0: And <laughs> people! Hey, you wanna really get the feel, full pants, people experience? Check out our Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. Just search Fantasy Pants on all those sites, whatever. And guess what? We are doing an Unzip soon. That's right. When? I have no idea. I don't schedule things, but it's coming because we finished the God's Breath arc and we want questions about that, about the show, about whatever you wanna ask questions about. I'm excited to answer them. So are the other two goofballs. So, hey, give us your questions on those Instagram handles and uh, we'll see you there. Thanks so much, enjoy the show. come out with a whole new name and look, but for all intents and purposes, I'm still Oren, and I'm still here to tell y'all a story. Now, I'd like to thank everyone out there who voiced their concerns over my potential removal from the network. As you can see, I'm still here. (laughs) Our words back then were a mite hasty. The speakers for the ancestors had no issue at all with my decision to showcase the potential of Zebulon Black and Jules LaRoche. In fact, they are very excited to sign them on and deliver them their luminary credentials and passports as soon as the proper forms are filled out and all that bureaucracy, you know. (laughs) Your words have reached them, folks. And I thank y'all again for welcoming these two new names into your lives. Now, I know y'all have questions flooding in about Debian and Jules, about our adventure on God's breath, and how it relates to the tragedy that took place in the rattle. I hear y'all. I do. I do. For now, though, let's let our new luminaries rest and recover. We face dark trials in the homeland, and I want to give these good folks some time before we toss them into the spotlight, you know? All right. Just know they're as going to meet you, as you ought to meet them. And I promise, I promise they'll be worth the wait. Now let's go on to some other
1: news. <laughs> it
0: seems handsome Jai has found himself a new lover, and she is uh, right of fire.
1: Who's got your hands tied, Oren?
0: What, what are you talking about?
1: What are you we'll talking talk, about? We'll, we'll talk about it later.
2: <laughs> well, we're back with our usual recaps. I'm a little more curious with who this fiery lover is. That too. Go to that catch too.
0: Gonna to catch the even news on the network. Because uh, that's not our story. That's Handsome Jai's story. Forget about Handsome Jai. This is the story of Zebulon Black, Jules the Roach, Chester Meeps, that's his actual last name, yes, and Jean-Franklin Montelio. That's a story we're here to tell today.
2: Montelio.
0: We have had some huge updates to this uh, this narrative in, well, the last episode. And there's so, 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 so much to touch on, to catch up on, to to, to just deal with. Hmm. I think first things first... We're leveling up, right?
1: Hell yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about
0: level four. We're going to roll some HP, and we're going to talk about some of the things you've got. Oh, God. Now, I know this is also the ASI or feat uh, choice. Basically, the players here can choose uh, some skill points, uh, taking two skill points to add to one of their skills, which are all garbage. That's pretty cool. Or they can take a feat, which is basically just a really cool sort of uh, ability or passive trait they get that uh, is a little more unique and flavorful. So uh, we have some decisions made one of them is going to be a secret for now but first let's talk about zebulon zebulon what's a little four look like
2: um jeremy look at david's face for a second what do you mm. see what
1: i see oh i've seen it this entire time i didn't i didn't know i didn't know you saw anything so i didn't bring it up you've got glitter on your lip yeah at first i thought it was spit okay But then i then i looked closer and it was glitter and it's from the office
0: it's from the office. Yes, yes. I,
1: I sat in that glitter today.
0: Yes, I sat. I, oh, I sat, I it's got on so your much. hands. It's, it's, it's on your shirt. It's
1: all over me. Don't touch me. Yeah.
0: Hey, this isn't the story of David and his glitter?
2: I was going to make like a glittery lip gloss joke or something. <laughs> well, don't. <laughs> no, this is better.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: What's level four for Zeb? I think you asked about <laughs> level four for Zeb. Um, level four for Zeb is uh, pretty straightforward. Um, I'm doubling down on uh, the only thing that he's good at, which is dexterity. So I took two points to get to eighteen.
0: Hell yeah! Hell yeah! yeah.
2: Any other cool rogue traits? <clears throat> uh, no, not for not for for four, not for right now. Nope. That is that is it. Well, two points ain't bad. Yep. You want to oh. roll that HP? Yes. Let me grab my d eight. Oh.
0: And I will grab my d eight, which is kind of broken. I mean, little, I
2: mean, that that bodes well for us, doesn't it? A little fine. I don't know. We should do a we should do a study. Roll it a hundred <laughs> times. See what happens.
0: <laughs> What'd you get? A one. I got a seven. Oh yeah, <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah,
2: nice dude. Excellent. Oh man, I, I so was I got one, a one So too. lucky with HP.
0: Yeah, seriously, you are for a rogue. You're pretty beefy.
2: <laughs> yeah. You're probably gonna be up there right around John Franklin now, actually. Uh, now I'm up to twenty eight. Damn, Holy 28. Shit. Yep, nice. Not well, bad. Th- nice. <clears throat> so, average for this level is 21. Um, total possible is 32.
0: Dude. Wow.
1: Yeah. So wait, like Wait, are we doing Sorry to interrupt. Are we doing re-roll ones? I thought we were starting to do that. Uh, re-roll
0: uh, ones? I don't remember. Did we?
1: I fucking think you should I don't should. remember. <laughs> <laughs> we can re-roll okay, ones. I, I don't I mean I mean I mean seven's still good. I just yeah, it was something. All right, I well, just of. for shits and gigs, that's a six. So, okay. All right. I don't know.
0: I'm into it. I'm into I, it. I am i do
1: not remember. The listeners probably remember. Yeah. So let's just not re-roll. Okay. So, yeah. I don't know. Okay, but I'm gonna use uh, I'm gonna use a button for advantage. <laughs> <laughs> Double advantage. Oh, come so on. So before we get to your roll, I need <clears throat>
0: what level four? What's it look like? Now we're gonna keep your feet ASI choice
1: a bit of a secret. Okay. For now. Okay. Yeah, you, you tell me what I can disclose here.
0: Uh, Just tell me about, uh. I know you're, you're still looking at spells, correct?
1: Correct. All right. Yeah. So
0: anything else you got going on?
1: Well, I don't know what I can disclose. Let's just roll HP. Okay. Roll you go. You go. All there right. There you go.
0: All right. Let's do this thing. Steven's just looking real concerned over there.
1: <laughs> well, it's like <laughs> you, you basically said, I can't tell what I did. It's true. It's true. <laughs> well, we'll you're, touch on.
2: you're being shady and secretive. You're being sparkly and glittery. So it's like between yeah, the yeah. two of you. Ya... <laughs> good time, bad guys.
0: Roll your dice. I got a five.
2: I got a four. Five's pretty good. Yeah, five's not bad. Five yeah. is pretty it's darn above good. above
1: average. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> what, All are you right. up to 14 HP now? Nineteen. Oh, I haven't broke twenty. <laughs> oh, poor Jeremy. Poor oh. Jules. This is awful. But we've learned that Jules
0: on that back line is a killer. Yeah. As long as he stays in the back line, he is he's good to go. So HP is rolled. We have uh some elements that's level up we're going to keep a little secret. And we have some narrative beats I want to uh introduce to you guys to I guess to sort of influence these, 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 uh, these feats, these ASIs. We have a lot to touch on, like I said, which is why it pains me so, so much that I had to start us off with a flashback.
1: <laughs> Nothing yeah, right. good comes from flashbacks. Oh, you know how it is.
0: And sorry to use the same old music I've been using all this time for flashbacks, but I just really, really like it, you know? Let's get this started. We see dawn cracking over the great pointed mountains of the Canton Range just west of the grand city of Serul, We follow the sunlight as it glints off the stones of the towers at the edge of the high city where bells are ringing all across the city down over these small, low buildings, the long tenements of the low city that surrounds it. We pan down, down from the heights of these towers, serving as the border between the storm rock- marvels the city of towers and the grand slums that surround it we pan down and down and down across an open expanse heavily patrolled by armored men and taverns of white and blue and into these low buildings and broken streets and here we see a sorry sorry sight we see folks beginning to move in droves their hunched bodies limping their eyes shadowed with drooping lids The masons and laborers of the low city are moving in to work on towers that they will never get to live within. Or really experience. Or they're moving to join a caravan heading towards a great variety of stone quarries and gem mines in the mountains beyond the city. And here, watching this crowd from a darkened alley, we see the emaciated form of Jules LaRoche. Now 14 years old. And I'll ask you, Jeremy, what does it look like when Jules is just days after making his escape from the Tower of Authority, what what state is he in?
1: I think his eyes are very intense during these moments. Um I think he's staring every individual down, sizing everybody up that he can, because he doesn't he doesn't yet really trust anybody outside. Wow.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is a whole new world. You're so new here and now you just you're just sitting in like the, in the cesspool of your your parents' corruption you're seeing the victims of their rule up close and personal. you're with them now, and it's hard to know what you what, what you would do what you would think
1: i mean i I think at this point, Jules still believes that he knows that these people are good people mm. but he is also terrified that they are also agents of the family still. You know, somebody's, somebody's going to rat him out.
0: And you know for sure you are being hunted. In fact, you're watching as this line of laborers moves uh, to a crowd of La Roche guards, sort of at the, the edge of the low city, scanning all their faces and searching for you. And you've managed to keep out of their clutches for now, but there have been some dangerously, dangerously close calls. I mean, just this morning, you only barely managed to slip out of the high city, carrying only one loaf of fresh-baked bread. A loaf stolen from the window of a bakery at the high city's edge. And and you clutch this precious gain now. Yet you do not eat. Despite the roaring in your stomach, you do not eat. For here, you can see the folk of the low city. You can see these victims of your parents' rule. You see the broken, beaten laborers. And you see their children. I mean, just across from this grime-covered street from where you stand, you see two young girls in torn, simple tunics hugging their exhausted mother. You watch as they push aside her sandy hair and each plant a kiss on her forehead. You see how she smiles at them, how they smile at her, but as she turns from them, as she leaves, the little girl's smiles dissolve. They just collapse into each other's arms and they whisper to each other harsh words spoken through gritted teeth and tearful eyes, and where you stand, only the word hungry carries to your ears.
1: What do you do? Can I get to them without being seen?
0: Yeah, a lot of the uh, laborers have moved on. At this point, they're some of the only folk there still on this strip of road, and that crowd is blocking any vision that uh, the guards could see past. Basically.
1: Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna walk over to them.
0: They sort of they, they're kind of like focused on each other as you move forward. But as you get close, suddenly like they just break apart and look at you. It's it's okay. It's okay. Uh-huh.
1: And I'm gonna cautiously squat down. I'm not, I'm not super close to them. I don't want to make them any more afraid. But I'm going to squat and hold out the loaf of bread. Take it. Take it. It's yours.
0: The girl in the back just pulls in her sister's like tunic. Just, Sana? And the one girl a little older in the front just kind of puts a hand up. It's okay. It's okay. And she, just looking you straight in the eyes, cautiously reaches out here you go and takes the loaf you watch this bread pulled away from you the buttery smell is leaving you that crispy feeling that warmth it had leaving your hands your stomach roars but you see as that smell hits these two young girls they look down at it their stomachs roar their faces break into an uncontrollable grin the young girl just takes it and begins to move inside a a building behind her through a darkened, like, curtain-covered doorway, and the older girl, Sana, just looks at you.
1: Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Duh. The... Make sure your mother gets a little bit of that, too.
0: I will. I promise. And she's gone. You watch that curtain fall behind her as she vanishes into the dark, gleefully clutching that precious gain. And you stand there in the street, your stomach roaring as your first meal in maybe two days is just gone and then that buttery smell touches your nose again and you feel a warmth being pressed into your hand you feel a flaky crust of another loaf of bread and you look down you see a child is holding a loaf just like the one you had Holding it out towards you, basically just pushing it into your hands. A child with a little newsy hat and a large, oversized brown coat, a mop of orange hair, and cheeks spattered with freckles. And, uh.
1: I think he scares the shit out of me.
0: (laughs) 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 The fuck? Whoa, hey, hey! Easy, easy, big guy!
1: Jeez, Jeez, don't scare me like that. I'm sorry.
0: Holy shit! Look, hey, come on. Big guy's gotta eat too, right? Who are you? Well, oh, I'm Chester. I'm it's nice to meet you. Chester uh, Meeps. You could say I kinda run these streets, huh?
1: Ah, sorry. Sorry. Nice to meet you, Chester. I'm. I'm. I'm Jules. 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 I like that
0: name. A little better than Big Guy. Now, come on, heat up. Honestly, you owned it. <laughs> that uh, commotion you caused earlier made it a lot easier for me to steal it.
1: I can't take this. It's yours. Hey, we worked together on that job. You didn't know it. I've been following you. You sneaky son of a bitch. That's what they call me. <laughs> alright, I'll take a little piece, but you gotta eat some too.
0: Oh, don't worry, I ate. I took care of myself. You gotta take care of yourself too, alright?
1: Jules still only
0: takes a little bit at the end. He just kind of watches this intently. You're new here, right?
1: Yeah, you could say that.
0: You seem, uh... Well, you're neat.
1: I'm neat?
0: Yeah, something like... Listen, he kind of looks around. Look, between you and me, right? I've heard your description passed around amongst the high folk god. It's supposed to be all hush-hush. But, uh, they're looking for you, ain't they? You want to tell me why?
1: You don't have to. Maybe another time. Let's Let's get to know each other first.
0: He just cracks. His, you see his, his smile just widens his big gap in his uh, two front teeth, his gap-toothed grin. And he just, all right, all right, yeah. Look, I wanted to see what kind of guy you were, right? And uh, that right there, that was good stuff. You got a, you got a low city heart. You know what I'm saying? You ain't like the others.
1: I mean, everybody's got to eat.
0: Yeah, everybody. Yeah, they do, and we can help a lot more people eat together. Now, I know my way around, right? But I'm just a little guy. And I could use a big guy like you to watch my back. And uh, besides, you're high city. You don't want the wits to betray me. No no offense. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> kind of... Jules raises one eyebrow. None taken. All right, yeah. Yeah, I need a... I need a little help getting a little savvy down here.
0: Well, all right, then. You kind of put a hand out towards you.
1: Alright, Jules reaches out and shakes his hand.
0: No, they just see his hands moving. These two, we gotta pan out with these two for the first time. Shake hands. Look each other in the eye.
1: Can I call you friend? Sure. Yeah. It's
0: always nice to have friends.
1: <laughs> no, to be honest, I uh, you might be the only one I got right now. And I, I don't know you that well just yet, but uh, I appreciate you.
0: Well, we'll find more friends, huh? And uh, for now, hey, Chester and Jules. Jules and Chester. Think of the trouble we're going to get about, huh? It's got a nice ring to it. Oh, yeah. Someday this whole city's going to know our names.
1: Damn straight.
0: I think we pan away from this moment. Light fills our screen. As we are brought back into the present. To the Citadel. And to the ugly coyote.
1: <laughs> yeah, not the fucking pale moonlight. Hang on, Fuck hang on. Those guys. Let me get it. Let me get it. There it is. Boom, boom. <laughs> there it is. Welcome back to the Ugly Coyote. Feels good to be home. Boy, we
0: have a few things to touch on here. Now, last time we ended the episode, we cut to a few days uh, post your return. And I want to touch on what happened in those couple of days before your announcement, before your broadcast, uh, real quick. Now, you guys received some news from God's Breath maybe a day or two later on. Um, you know that the only bodies discovered were those of the four farmers in that central home, the four uh, possessed farmers that you, you, you know, dealt with. Um, but you also know there were 16 other people working on that farm pact, all of whom have remained undiscovered. Uh, current theories say that their remains were brought underground by whatever mysterious assailant uh, caused that farm tragedy. Uh, the exact identity of this creature remains undisclosed to the general public. And that's really all that's been said publicly about the tragedy on God's Breath. Right now, your names have been kind of not out in the record. That being said, Kiana's been actually staying at the Coyote with you guys. We touched on that last time. She was there during the broadcast, but she has been there uh, becoming fast friends with Jeans. She's been working on painting with her left arm, getting a little practice. And we see that the uh, the back wall of the Coyote is slowly being overtaken by a great mural. Uh, it's still in rough shape, you know, still still a work in progress, but it looks to depict our four heroes here, standing valiantly in front of a horde of shadowed dangers. Jeez. So, uh, yeah, it's coming out nice.
2: That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, you know that Kohli has sent out for one of uh, Atash's Pari angels to uh, come to the Citadel to regenerate Kiana's um, lost hand? just as the Shield bears had done for Arhalan before, but uh,
2: right. it takes wow. some time
0: and takes some expense, so... That's still in the works. Uh, Speaking of Coley, he has been busy. Uh, You know, he's been doing a lot of work on the network. Uh, He did manage to go back to Promise. He brought the diamond. I'm sure you gave it to him that belonged to the Proclaimers.
2: Yep. Once we got what we needed out of it.
0: Great. Uh, He brought the diamond back, and he told his story to the Proclaimers to have it written down in the Awakening Song. Um, He also brought a little extra gift for you guys. One day you come down to see a present. Uh, basically just sitting there on one of the tables. Uh, Ader points you out to it, and there's just a little uh, little note that says, a present from your patron. You see a little winky face under a straw hat. Um, and you look at this rustic brown pack with this magical inscription embroidered around these sort of mouth and pockets, these big buckles, uh, fastening it tight. Uh, and this is a handy haversack, which let me... Do, do tell.
1: please, Please do explain. Very handy. That sounds... Intriguing.
0: Uh, Cliff notes it. It's a pretty long description, but basically this backpack has a central pouch and two side pouches, each of which uh, works as an extra-dimensional space. Each side pouch can hold up to 20 pounds of material. uh, Not exceeding a volume of 2 cubic feet. The central can hold up to 8 cubic feet and 80 pounds of material. Uh, It it always weighs 5 pounds, regardless of how much stuff you have in it. So just a fantastic adventuring gear sort of thing. Uh, Retrieving an item from it. Requires you to use an action, but like you reach in, and that specific item you're looking for will always be on top. And uh, there's some limitations. It can like, get you know, destroyed and whatever if sharp objects pierce or tear it, and everything inside, if it's destroyed, gets lost forever into like the astral plane. So gotta be careful with it. But it's a really cool little magical sort of accessory that uh, mm-hmm. yeah. it belongs co- to you now.
2: Could come in handy. Yeah, definitely a a very nice gift.
0: Um, another question I had for you guys, as far as uh, the fallout from God's Breath, what did you do? With Percy the horse That's we a Zebulon kind of question
2: um, I mean I assume that We would just would have found a, a nice home for Percy Once we got back to Promise I mean I don't think We would take Percy with us Right? I wouldn't think so Yeah that's my first inclination I mean too many not Ones happen For us to keep a horse around <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Alright So Percy's back on promise, maybe with that same, uh, that horse, uh, you know, handler. No, fuck
2: that guy. No, (laughs) (laughs) the horse, I'm going to say Percy went back to the proclaimers.
0: That I love that. That's great. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. All right. So that's, uh, that's talked about and done with. Um, so let's talk about what you guys have been up to since getting back. Now, uh, this is before the announcement, so you're not famous yet. You're not known. Uh, let's say there's, like, three days before that happened. So, like, how would you spend your three days? Just real quick recap so we know.
1: I think Jules drank and slept a lot.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously the, the, the first stop is back at the Coyote to make sure everything's all right. Um, hmm. Yeah, I, I think Zebulon was also trying to lay low. Uh, I, I think he's a little nervous about what's gonna happen, probably more excited than nervous. but he does understand that there might be some blowback after this announcement with his family.
0: Yeah.
1: Do we know the announcement's coming?
0: You guys were aware something would happen okay at
1: some okay. Point. okay. okay. Uh,
0: I will say for the sidekicks part, uh, unsurprisingly, you've seen very, very little of Jean Franklin. Um, he checked into the the pale moonlight and he's not been seen since.
2: Oh my god! <laughs> fuck that guy, that asshole.
0: <laughs> and uh, more surprisingly, you haven't seen a lot of Chester. He's been out almost constantly, and you have know that he's left his weapons and armor and all sort of adventuring gear behind, just sitting collecting dust in, in, in a corner of his room. And uh, yeah, he hasn't been around a lot. And then comes the night of the announcement. And, like I said before, everything changes. Um, Following that night, I mean, you guys are known now. But, well, we'll touch on, on more of that in a bit. There's one thing,
2: hmm. While you're thinking about it? Yeah. I just had, like, this awesome little vision of all of us hanging out at the Ugly Coyote, watching the announcement like it was, like, the Super Bowl. <laughs> like we've been waiting so long, got, oh, got, yeah, got some like idea. got Ma- some bar food in front of us, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. and maybe ate or made something a little special. Nachos. Yeah. So I was gonna say, what's the <laughs> fantasy version
1: of nachos? Is it still nachos?
0: <laughs> I mean, there are definitely nachos in this setting, right? There has to be.
1: Okay, yeah. I hope so. All right. Yeah, then we're eating nachos. All right, on our little fold-out TV trays, TV dinner trays, had <laughs>
0: nachos the El Coyotes
1: menu <laughs> with jalapenos.
0: Um. No, the thing is, uh, there actually was the uh, your payout to talk about from uh, your patron Peppers Peppers, but oh, I'm trying to right, decide because we're gonna pick this up is right after the announcement, which means uh, it wouldn't necessarily make sense for all those bonuses to 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 you know add more right. sales to Peppers' uh, actual stall yet.
2: So we have to find out how Pepper has done on his own without the jewels and Zebulon boost. Hmm.
0: I'll just say I'll I'll deal with your payout maybe a little later in the episode maybe next episode when a little time has passed
2: Okay. when it makes right. sense
0: for you to guys to receive it because you've done a lot of extra work to earn more money I will say that much
2: sweet yeah yeah, and it's not even like because right now we don't have the passports like we, it's, we couldn't go check on Pepper if we wanted to you couldn't
0: yeah. yeah you have to wait and that's what it is now you know from the moment that announcement was made now it's a waiting game and you don't know how long it's going to take before you get that uh, the notice that the speakers are ready to talk to you but likely what's going to happen is you'll be invited into the preserve of the ancestors inside the the ethereal or the auroral diamond itself to the uh, speaker's sort of uh, speaking room uh, and uh, yeah you'll be given your, your sort of luminary uh, you know paperwork your passports maybe even your first objectives and quests uh, the whole rundown then but now it's just a waiting game good good now let's pick this up on the morning after your little announcement, where I imagine you guys probably did some celebrating that night.
1: Oh, for sure. How many shots did Zebulon take?
2: <laughs> I'll roll for it. I don't care. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. <laughs> D4 plus one shots. <laughs> one. So two. That's that's a nice celebration. Yeah. Restrained.
1: Get a little warm. Restrained. Yeah, yeah.
2: I could learn a thing or two. But then peer pressure happens and roll again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, another one! Look at that. It, it, okay. I mean, he's a okay. smart guy. He's a yeah, smart right, guy. All right. He's learning. He's learning. Yeah. The longer I look, David, the more glitter I see on you. <laughs> at this rate, Danny's going to be covered
1: in glitter.
0: Well, I was ready. I had to like my 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 sound set got erased. You're it does fine. this all the time. I got to like fix it real fast. Don't want a bunch of weird noise. A lot of times I think, look at these episodes and these sound sets will have like the wildest shit randomly in. Like, like I think there's a, a serious scene from an earlier episode where upon re-listening I hear some person go, take the L loser <laughs> in the back. And it's just like, <laughs> why Sirenscape? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why do you have
1: that? I can't edit that shit out.
0: <laughs> it's just there forever. Um, see if you can find it and uh, get back to Steven.
2: So... Speaking of Sirenscape, thank you for letting us use your music. We love you.
0: Yeah, oh, sorry. yeah, You're the best, even though that thing that you, I just said happened.
2: Uh, don't like that. Well, now you just diluted that. <laughs> <laughs> but I love everything
0: else. You guys are great. Morning comes in the ugly coyote. And We see uh, you guys sort of waking up, stirring as the day starts. Jamal the pangolin is uh, nestled up at the foot of a, jewel, uh, a Jewel's bed. I think the day starts with a little knock on your door, Jules. He's a friend. Now, What's your sleeping situation? Who do you who do you actually share a room with here?
2: Well, I think when we first arrived, I think it was I think two rooms. Yeah. One for You're Zebulon. Right. You're right. Yeah. I'm so I'm, I
1: share a room with like half the Cherry Delights. Right. At okay. this point we've probably settled yeah. into a, a slightly more permanent situation. Right. I imagine I'm in one room with a few of them, and then Chester and Jeans are in the other.
0: Alright. I'm into that. Five gold pieces. Are dead. <laughs> Damn it, don't, like
1: <laughs> <laughs> don't know. Okay, okay, I'm up. Fine. <laughs> and the guard leaves. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm turning off all of this. All right, good. It's just music now. It's just music. No more tomfoolery. This is serious time for serious podcasters. Steven. <laughs> Stop it. You're knocking your door. It's a serious knock.
1: You could tell. Shut up! (laughs) Stop doing it! (laughs) What? (laughs) It's a serious knock, and what? All right, all right. Here we go. Here we go. You hear a knock. Jules,
0: it's Jean's voice. Jules, you awake?
1: Uh, Jules kind of sits up from laying down, rubs his eyes.
0: Yeah. Yeah, come on in. Come on in. She opens the door and steps inside. I think she looks over. Maybe uh, Fibro and um, uh, Mulligan are... Yeah,
1: I'm putting that on you.
0: (laughs) Fibro and Mulligan are still snoring peacefully. Maybe they share one bed. She just looks over, nods, walks up to you. What's up? We need to talk. Yeah. Yeah. I know a lot's going on. Last night, I mean... <laughs> everything's changed now. And... I mean, it's great. We're this clutch close, closer to, to getting back. You know. Everybody. But... I, I know we should celebrate. But I'm worried, Jules. No, stop.
1: Stop right there. You're wrong. Ain't nothing to celebrate right now. This isn't finished. It's not finished till we get our family back.
0: I know. In That's sort of why I'm here. It's Chester.
1: Yeah, I'm... I'm a little worried. Have you seen him?
0: Not really at all. And... He's been changing, you know? I mean, after Subsunko, he was different then, too. But, like, it was alright. I mean, his shoulders seemed heavier, and I was worried, but... Some of that change was good. He was bolder. He, um... Did he tell you that he kissed me? Oh... Finally coming out, huh? (laughs) Uh, She just blushes and kind of looks down. Uh, He said it was uh, your advice he was acting on, actually. He said um, his words, When you know, you know. You know?
1: (laughs) Those were literally my exact words. (laughs) It was (laughs) adorably awkward. Um, So, uh, well, I mean, was it good advice?
0: Uh... Uh, she just kind of again looks down, won't look you in the eyes, and just right. yes, it was it was very good advice, yes. But that's the thing is, it, it's it's it was fine then, and then you left for God's breath. No one's told me what happened there, but he's been different in in a new way. He won't even look me in the eyes. He'll barely talk. He's never home. Never here. I, I, I try to track him down, and I can't. And I feel like he's avoiding me.
1: We saw some things felt some things that I never wanted any of you to see or feel.
0: I... I warned you that this would happen. He's not strong like you. I mean, he has the potential. He can fight, but his heart, he's not...
1: Let me tell you, Jeans, he can fight. He is a hero. But... What's it going to cost him to be a hero? But I recognize that the darkness that I know is spreading. I never ever wanted to expose Chester or any of you to anything that's out there. And I don't I don't know what I expected going there. But it, it was way too much.
0: Well, and what do we do now? Like you said, it's not over. And Jules, we know your family's waiting. They're there on Sunsetion, right? And what sort of darkness are you going to face then? He'll break.
1: The only way to keep him and you all safe is to keep you as far away from them as possible. I'm not going to ask Chester to come with me.
0: It's not about asking.
1: I'm not gonna let him come with me.
0: She breathes out the deepest, heaviest sigh of relief at those words. You see tears sort of forming at the corners of her eyes and she just wipes them and... I know it's a lot to ask, but... Thank you. It's... It's for the best, I promise. He won't like
1: it, but... It's for the best. Don't thank me. You just... Keep Chester safe. Until I bring the rest of our family back home safe. She just... Smiles. Okay. I will. I promise. I've, I've got to go.
0: The morning chores need doing. But... I promise. I will. And she... Backs out of the doorway. And down the hall. What have I done? We're going to see. But first things first. Zebulon. Let's say you're moving down the stairs into the uh, the actual brew pub proper. And maybe you wake up a little earlier than, than Jules in this day. Maybe you actually follow Jean as she scuttles down. But something surprises you as you walk down into the room. You see there's a customer at the bar drinking it's early morning there you really shouldn't be open right now
2: oh excuse me can can i help you i don't i don't think this place is open yet
0: and as you say this this figure turns to look at you and just says oh Zebulon, there you are i was looking for you hey um hey aren't you see Actually, I'm trying to get the right voice. We um, tried again, because it wasn't good
2: enough. Uh <laughs> sounded, sounded a whole lot like hey, Oren. Hey, Zeb, is that Oren <laughs> down there? Hey, hey, hey. Is right. that Oren? Second take. Give me a second. Don't I, keep this in. I didn't recognize him, but I know he's got that hat. Stop it, it sounds a lot like Oren. It's not a hat. I was going to say, I thought I heard Damn his it. voice. You're going to keep all this if you
0: <laughs> I don't want... All right, all right. I didn't practice the voice. That's okay, way that's here. okay. Give me a second, me I, a
2: second. I, I just Whew. thought that's who so it was.
0: Hang on. Let me do some some words. Zebulon No, it's No, It was a decent Zibulon. split Zebulon
2: No,
1: that was Arhalon That was Arhalon
0: No, Arhalon's more Arhalon's more like this This voice is rougher Okay How about this?
1: Now it's all Sounds stated. a lot like Arhon.
2: Damn it. it
0: It's my voice So it's always gonna sound A little bit like Arhalon Well,
2: yeah <laughs> That sounded as much like Arhon As the other voice sounded like Orin
0: <laughs> Son of a bitch I'll stick to a rigid sort of way Of talking like this Yes, I like this Let's stay steadfast and sturdy with my words.
2: Definitely sounds militaristic.
0: There we go. That's perfect. Boom. You can keep some of this. I don't care. This is this
2: Commander uh, Ariat?
0: Is that his name? You see Captain Commander Ariat oh, of the Shieldbearers.
2: And this was the guy who revived Zebulon? It is, right? actually. Okay, yeah.
0: Ariat saved you on Tythos. He yeah. piloted the Sapphire to and from the, 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 the city. He led the Shieldbearers in that, in that battle in that rescue and he is here drinking at about eight o'clock in the morning in the dirtiest pub on God's, or on, on the Citadel. <laughs>
2: um, yes, Zebulon's definitely surprised and a little, a little cautious, especially right after, um, you know, the, the big announcement, um, to see a high ranking military figure here looking for him. Uh, yeah, that's, yeah. Um, yeah, Ariat. Command- sure, Commander. I'm off duty. It's Ariat. Huh. Ariat. Sure, how can I help you?
0: Huh. I'm here for a drink. Uh- hey, join me. He pushes a bar stool out for you.
2: Oh, did you just... He sits down. Did you just grab that, or...?
0: Uh, Aider actually uh, kind of bustles out from the back. He's up surprisingly early, which has been a, a big shift from him since uh, since Gene's sort of working. He's... Oh, hey, Zebulon. You met my, uh, big regular here.
2: <laughs> oh, huh, that's funny. I mean, we've never seen... Yeah. It's been, uh, it's been busy since the Tythos tragedy. I haven't had time to get out, but this is my favorite place to frequent. Oh, well, um, that's, that's really nice. Um, uh, well, welcome back.
0: And let me describe Arya a little more for everybody here. You see, he's uh, a little over 40 years old. Um, he's got kind of a shorter build but very sturdy with very commanding presence, you know, broad shoulders just, you know, rough and tumble he's got a very harsh brown, intense gray eyes very strong set jaw um, there's scars crisscrossing the back of his head and down the back of his neck disappearing into his like it looks like he's, he's not really wearing shield bear armor now just wearing sort of general sort of very basic, very rough clothing um, you'll see there's two dots marking his forehead it looks to be some kind of ash marking as though he like, dipped his his two, uh, two fingers of his hand in ash and pressed them to his head.
2: And have I seen him like this before?
0: You have, actually. And if you want, you can actually roll a history check if you want to uh, yeah, get an idea I of what this means.
2: That. That's a 14.
0: 14 will get you this. Um, it's probably something that was mentioned to you by Arhalon, actually, before, when he's, you know, geeking out over how cool Captain Commander Ariat is. But uh, Ariat's uh, sort of forehead is decorated by these ash dots that they're actually a symbol of mourning in the world of uh, Dayolongon. Dayolongon. yeah, well, Dayolongon, uh where Ariat is from. And what's interesting is normally when someone close to you dies on, in this world, they will uh, dip their fingers in ash, as said, and like press to your forehead as a sign showing the world that you are grieving. Ariat is always grieving. He always has the marks in his head. Oh, tragic. Arlon says they're a way of honoring all the shield-bearers that have died under his command, because there have been many. But he just looks over at you, uh, smiling, this happy smile, and you see he's already probably maybe two drinks in.
2: So Zebulon's definitely worried. Uh, Wow. And what was the last thing he said?
0: He was basically just a frequent uh, here, and he offered you a seat. Oh, okay.
2: Yeah. Um, So sitting next to him... Sip's just going to put his his arms on the table, get comfortable, and and look over to, to Ariat and wait to hear what else he has to say.
0: I think he watches you settle down, and his face, any of the sort of joy found there, sort of fades away. He just nods, and you realize there is something grim coming. I want to talk to you about your brother while you're here. Things have been bad for him.
2: Is he okay?
0: He, he's fine, he's fine, but I don't know what happened. Ever since the, well, the incident here with the children, he's been under some stress. Maybe it's brought on by losing the arm and the fight on Tithos, but he's been demanding more investigative duties and rights. He wants to look into the LaRoche family. He wants to Im- invade Cirilla's quarters, and, and you know we can't do that, but he's spending so much time fixating on this and not on his work, and, well, he came by last night. It was actually just after, well, your big appearance on the network. Congratulations. Thanks. He came by and he was in a state. He demanded I give him leave to investigate corruption in the Roach family now. He wanted me to sign off on a raid. He said that she was holding children against their will. Cirilla LaRoche was holding these children against their will. And he even implied that he was somehow aware of the fact that the the LaRoches were behind the Tythos tragedy. Something to do with worshipping fiends, but there's no hard evidence. And I told him to back down. There were search and rescue agents. We're bodies to act out the humanitarian will of the Citadel. We act out the will of the Speakers. We can't simply turn on them because we feel it is right. And they told him he's under a lot of stress. The time away might do him good. He lost an arm to the Storm Eye and was back working only a day after it was returned to him. It's still not even working yet. So I, I put him on leave and uh, he decided to make that leave permanent. He reaches into his, his pocket and draws out a gold, a brass shield, like a small little token, and drops it. King, king, king on the counter sliding in front of you. And you really recognize a badge with the name Arathalon Brass pressed in across it. Your brother
2: quit the shield bearers. Wordlessly, Zebulon picks up the badge and holds it in two hands and flips it over and reads it out loud. Did you say it says a Rathalon?
0: It does. Um, it's funny. It, it's your brother's full name, and yet yeah, everyone always shortens it. It's never used. And you get the strangest tingling feeling at the back of your head when you read it, when you when you say it, but no, 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 it's nothing. It's nothing at all.
2: It feels foreign in his mouth.
0: Yeah. You don't know why your brother hates it so much. My Xole
2: hates it so much. That name. Arasalon. Where did he... Where did he go? Uh, do you know where he is?
0: I believe he's still here.
2: On the Citadel. I, probably locked up in his
0: apartment. No one's seen him around.
2: Who else knows about what he's
0: been saying? I mean... He kind of looks down at the Drift swirling liquid in his glass, getting very low. I had to report it to your grandmother. She knows everything.
2: Is anybody taking it seriously?
0: It seems serious enough, but maybe it's a good thing. I've always liked Arhalon, but he is partial to heroics. I have seen a lot of good men like him die on mission. You see he presses his fingers up towards his forehead...
2: Don't don't misunderstand me, Commander. I'm I'm not asking about. What I'm asking is, is anybody taking what he's saying seriously? But no, of course not. He is it untrustworthy. Has given he, you any reason to doubt him? He has.
0: He's been. He's tired, and he's been through a lot. And the way he's talking, it's not like him. It's not normal.
2: I. Arjun's a good shield bearer. Maybe one of the best. You can't just brush him aside because what he's saying doesn't sound as hard. What he had to do that day with those kids was hard. It was wrong. We aren't
0: spies. We aren't investigators. We are search and rescue agents in the hands of the speakers. If this is what he wants, then he does not want to be a shield-bearer.
2: So so why are you really here? What are you going to do about all this?
0: And he just raised his glass. I'm here to drink. I just lost my best lieutenant. And it's my day off. My first in a while. haven't had a day like this since Tythos. This takes a long sip. (sighs) So let's talk about something more upbeat. He nods down at your belt. Those sabers! Arlon gave them to you, didn't he?
2: He helped me learn how to use them.
0: Did you know they used to be mine? An old pair of my weapons, uh, collecting dust in the shield-bearer barracks?
2: No, I assumed they were just old training weapons.
0: And he kind of just smiles. I've seen they've, uh, served you well. You're good. I watched the, uh, footage.
2: I had a good teacher.
0: If you ever want to really know how to use those weapons. Let me know. I am versed in the ancient arch of Eskrima. It's a De art. And uh I'm passing good. You see, he does have very similar weapons. He has two blades in his 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 belt as well. Uh finer crafted and maybe magical from looks of things.
2: With all due respect, Commander Ariot, if you're not gonna take my brother seriously and help him, then I don't think I have the time to train with you. I think I should probably help him. And Zebulon grabs the, the badge and swings his legs over the chair to leave.
0: Ariat just raises his glass towards you.
2: Good luck, then. You're a good brother.
0: And he takes a sip as you walk away.
2: Whew. Holy shit. Holy shit. I know what you were trying to do there, and I'm sorry.
0: No, I like—I love this. In fact, Zebulon, I want to keep following you around for a little bit longer. Just a little bit longer. Uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. Where are you going?
2: Um, to Arhalan's apartment. So
0: you press out the saloon doors into the streets. And it's interesting, because as you start walking down those streets, a very strange sensation comes over you.
2: Well, no, he had a strange sensation walking out of the place, like... He had that, like, almost sense of vertigo when, like, uh, I don't know, when you you lose a job or or somebody dumps you or you experience, you know, uh, I don't want to be as dramatic as saying a death in the family, but you know what I mean? That, like, that feeling where you're almost floating and falling at the same time.
1: Kind of like that cinematic thing where the camera's, like, doing circles around you and you're kind of (laughs) looking around.
0: It's fascinating because while you're experiencing this you're watching as almost every face on the street is turning towards you oh. and whispering and pointing and is right that, is that right this black
2: he finally got what he wanted and this yeah. is the worst time to be famous people
0: are trying to approach you and maybe you're just rushing are, are you like
2: are you, are you like just stopping to talk he's not jogging but he's like fast walking and, and he's, he's trying to put on a smile and he's like you know, as he's passing people by, he's turning his body to like walk sideways and backwards to apologize. I'm, I'm sorry. I am really busy right now. I, I can't it's stop. It's Sebulon. Thank you it's so semi-long. much. Um, Sebulon. I'm, I'm gonna I love be I'm you. gonna be back. I'm gonna semi-long. be back around. It's it's really. I thank you so much. Um, I, I just I can't right now. And you're
0: just pushing, pushing past, moving past the crowds. Keep opening up around you. People looking. People staring. People pointing. People laughing, cheering. And you barely see it pushing and pushing and pushing until you find yourself towards the top of the coil of the great fossil that the city is built on by the uh, Palace of Exile and your apartment with Arhalon which lies just to the side of it you work your way up to this sort of long building Um, you guys are on the the second story, you work up some stairs and you see just like a large uh, sort of, uh, you know, sort of basic doorway, pretty basic tenements what do you do?
2: Uh, Ze- Zebulon doesn't even knock; he just goes right in.
0: You find the door's locked, which has never been the case before.
2: Yeah, I, I can see, I can see the motion because, like, I know just muscle memory how how many times I've gone to open a door and like half walked in. Yeah. To discover it's locked, so he t- steps back and knocks on the door fairly hard. He's like this weird mixture of. Uh, scared, sad, confused.
0: A long moment passes, and the door opens. Before you see your brother, and the first thing to catch your eyes, because it's strange, is the inside of the apartment, where immediately you see that the wall that you had, that you took, it was basically um. yours, filled with luminary decorations and figures and posters and whatnot, Everything has been torn down. And you see, like, Arhalon's conspiracy board has spread all the way to your side of the room as well. You see, like, boxes of your stuff pressed into one corner in the back. And then you see your brother, the proud brass dragon brought low.
2: We fucking broke Arhalon. His eyes are just
0: red and exhausted. Looks like he has not slept in days. And while he still towers above you, he looks so small now, one arm still hanging limp at his side, his left arm pushing the door open. He just stares down at you with like this face,
2: stupefied. Uh, Arhon, what is what is going on? What is this about? And he holds out the badge. Sebulon.
0: So you deign to make an appearance here? Hmm? Come to gloat? What are you doing? What are you talking about? What are you doing, Zebulon Black? Was the name Brass not good enough for you, hmm? Can't share a name with me? Too good to share a name with me? That, that's, is that really what all this is about? I don't want to hear it! You think you're so much fucking better than me, don't you? Here you are gallivanting around, saving worlds, while your brother, he has to go and bring children to demon worshippers. You think you're so fucking righteous? You're nothing! Nothing without me! And now you're out there, Zebulon. The worlds are watching, Zebulon. They're gonna see every mistake you make, and when you fuck up, I won't be there to save you. Not anymore.
2: Then why did you quit?
0: He just stands there for a long moment glaring down at you. There's heat in his eyes. There's smoke pouring from the sides of his mouth.
2: Yeah, Zebulon's on his back foot. He's like trying not to show that he's scared. Now he's got, you know, his own sort of chops but he's he's terrified. He's ready to bolt. Go. Zebulon. Go.
0: And don't you dare come back. I
2: can help you. This isn't you.
0: He just stands there glaring, unmoved, body shaking, hands curling into fists.
2: Zebulon drops the badge and takes a few steps back without without turning his back and turns to walk away. That's right. Run,
0: little Zebulon run back to your new friends and your new life
2: you're too good for me now
0: and you hear the door slam behind you
2: and before the door even shuts Zebulon's tearing up he's broken his brother and doesn't know how to fix him
0: and we pan away from that because it's your turn Jules no
1: oh yes please no it's your turn please no
0: pan what are you doing now after your conversation with jeans you know chester is out you don't
1: know where i think after the conversation with jeans is there a back entrance that i could go out of covered in my cloak
0: i don't think there's a back entrance there's a side entrance in, uh, in the stables basically you could do that
1: is is there a place that i could go out of with my hood over me Where people wouldn't immediately recognize me walking out the door.
0: I think that's doable, yeah. No one
1: knows where you live yet. So then in that case, I, after the conversation with Jeans, I left and started walking around looking for Chester.
0: You move up the city streets, and you have a very different experience from Zebulon. Maybe you still have that same sick feeling he had, but people don't stop and recognize you as you move, as you keep yourself low, keep your face... Mostly hidden, your eyes sweeping left and right, trying to find any sign. Roll me a perception check.
1: That's a seventeen.
0: Okay. You move out of the sort of because uh, as as let's say as a trade, discal the main sort of center thoroughfare of the um, uh, Radiant Citadel uh, goes lower and lower towards the tail of the serpent. Um, you basically like like it's, it's a lot less frequented. The businesses there are a little rougher, like deadly coyote. But you're moving up and up and up to where things are much nicer. To where the people walking around are much
2: more well-to-do
0: and well-dressed. And then you see a sign for the pale moonlight. This big, actually sort of magical sign glowing with a soft light. And as you kind of see that sign, you see this big, sort of, uh, very fancy, I think it's like a you know, neato, uh based um, inn you see Chester peeking out of an alley seems to be watching the building watching the front doors with some interest he also has like his head kind of covered, his like red hair sort of um, pulled down like in, in, in like a, a hood himself just so he doesn't catch because also was, he was shown but he's laying low as well and he's up to something
1: can I get up behind him without him noticing me?
0: yeah Yeah, you take an alley, veer left off the road, turn down an alley behind a building, and then you see Chester from behind the edge of the alley looking into the street,
1: staying low. As I come up behind him, I'm going to bend down and give him a little playful nudge with my hands. Oh, shit! What what you doing? (laughs) What you doing? Jules! Jules! Hey, whoa! Hey, come on, you're going to blow my cover! Mr. Buddy, what you been up to?
0: Oh, hey, look at this! I got, a, uh, I got a scam for us, right? Now, take a look here. See, Pale Moonlight, everyone here's a douche, right?
1: Get <clears throat> the toilet. You have been waiting for the opportunity <laughs> to showcase the Pale Moonlight in this campaign. So have I, it to is. be perfectly honest. And, yeah, and here now, it is. All right, go ahead.
0: Look at this guy. Look at this guy. And he points out, and you see, like, kind of moving out of the door, um, there's this red dragonborn in like, long silken robes of deep blue. The sort of natural tendrils that run from his head are bound by gold rings into, like, a tail down his back. And his fingers are decorated with a variety of gemstone rings. Just looks very, very re- well wealthy, very well-to-do. And he just is just like, yeah, you see him? Yeah, I see him. Now, that fellow is carrying gold. I've been looking into him. His name is Doan right? He's some cousin or of the Queen of Yanido. And we're going to con him. Well, how's that? Well, I don't know. I was thinking maybe Snake in the Grass, a boy who cried Zorn. Tomato soup? Yeah, you got illusion magic now. I mean, come on. We can get creative. But, like, think about it. We got all those low-city folk. They're still at but, the Palace of Exile, hey, you know? And, and someone's got to help Chester, them. And Chester, Chester, like Chester. What? 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 We still- can we do this? Just one, one game. Like before, right? Like Tythos. Those people still need us.
1: Chester, listen to me. I'm listening, I'm, yeah. I'm sorry that things ain't normal right now. I know they're not normal. Don't, don't. Look at me. I've seen you grow into a hero. And what I need you to do now? Jules, stop. You need to be the hero for our family. Stop. Just one
0: game. One game. Alright? Jules and Chester, remember? Jules and Chester. Everyone's gonna know our names. Helping the low folk. Take it on the high. Come on.
1: That's what's happening. And it's always going to be Jules and Chester. I need you.
0: He's just staring. My heart is, like, going right now. (laughs) Fuck.
1: (sighs) I need you to do what I can't do right now. I need you to be at home. They—they they need you to be at home. Jeans needs you to be at home. They don't. You know I can't do
0: that, Jules. We're not done. We got work to do, right? No, we're Those not. Those kids need saving. I'm not we're leaving not
1: done. you. No, we're not done. And I need you to be the hero for the family. Don't
0: do it, Jules. Jules, listen, Jules. I know. I know I've been off. I know it's been hard. I. Chester. I can do this. I I can do this, all right?
1: When I first came to these streets, you saved me. Let me save you. But if I'm not there, I'm just going to have your back. You're always with me. You are always with me.
0: Just let me say my piece, okay? Real quick, just let me say it. And you can decide what you want to decide, because I... I know. It's been hard, right? Like... On some Sunco. It was different. We were dealing with con men. And... I can do that, right? I can handle that. I've seen it before, but... I watched Vial Room die in front of my eyes. Right? I watched that fire almost kill that kid. And then God's breath and... Fuck. Jules. I wasn't ready for that, but, but I can be. I can make it. I can do it. I just need time, alright? And and look, I don't want this. I don't want to change. I don't I don't want to grow up. I don't want to be a luminary. I don't want any of it. But but I want to be with you, alright? I like who I am with you, Jules. And for Jules and Chester, I can do it. I can do it. I promise. Just brothers, Jules. Look, I was afraid. I was afraid of changing. Because I still want to be Chester no matter what. And I don't feel like Chester anymore. I look in the mirror. I don't I don't see me. But Jules, I've been doing thinking too. I love you, all right? And I love the Cherry Delights. And as long as I love you and the Cherry Delights, then I'm Chester. That won't change. No matter what happens, what I see, what we do together, I won't change, all right? One more chance. Please.
1: I'll, I'll talk to you more. I'll open up. Just... You trusted me enough To follow me into the darkness And to open yourself up to that horror We have trusted each other Unconditionally Always always. And now I need you to trust me When I say that you need to stay Jules and Chester Chester and Jules We're one. And the family doesn't work without us there. They need you. James needs you.
0: But don't you need me? I do. Then I should be by your side. I
1: Only for now. Right now, they're scared. And they need somebody strong. They need a hero, too. We're tackling this together. We're just... Tackling different parts of it. We're still together. We're one. Jules and Chester.
0: Chester and Jules.
1: Fucking right. That's how it's always been. That's how it's always going to be. Okay.
0: It's only temporary, right? Just for now. Just for now. I'll be back. I'll keep training and I'll... I'll have your back and I'll watch the Cherry Delights. I'll protect him. I promise.
1: You are a hero, Chester. You're my hero. You watch
0: as Chester's eyes fall. Tears run down his freckled cheeks. And he rushes in to embrace you. Pressing his face into your chest and just holding himself there. It's only temporary. We're back together. We will, right? Right?
1: We're always together. love you, buddy.
0: I love you, Jules. (laughs) And you fall into this embrace as well. You feel this outpouring of emotions. And while you don't see it, while you two stand in that alley while you hold each other, you can feel the light of your lute. You don't see the people in the streets that stop and gawk as a great brilliance shines from the alley, pouring out into the street, a brilliant white light. This lute from the Feywild, this lute connected to you and your emotions, shining brilliantly. And you could feel it shining in you, through you. You feel a well of power in you. And as you hold Chester, and maybe you open your eyes for a moment as a strange sensation overcomes you. As your body begins to vanish into this luminescent mist. And you feel yourself being pulled away, free and carried on the wind, free of form. And then you feel yourself come back together, standing on the roof of the pale moonlight, looking down at that street, looking down at that alley. You see bits of mist coming off of your fingers. You have just used Misty Step. You've unlocked the feet Faye touched. In this moment, as you stare down, you hear a voice behind you say, Jules, what the hell was that? And you turn to see Chester behind you. Loon hasn't missed coming off his fingers as well because Chester has also unlocked the Fae Touched Feet. Holy fuck. Holy shit. And I think we'll call it there.
2: This isn't easy for me to do, but David, I present you with one of my buttons. <laughs> what?
0: <laughs> oh man! Oh, you're gonna regret this. Yeah, oh. I already
2: do. Fucking oh hell. boy! I I've played in a lot of games with you, and that that session was wild.
1: For uh, <sighs> for the listeners, you can't see what's happening, uh, but I'm sure Stephen and David both saw. I. I began crying. Tears came down my face. Dude, I've had like five or six
2: waves of goosebumps. We we broke earlier for a quick um a quick break, and I was telling you guys how many goosebumps I was having, and then this shit happened, and it got even wilder.
0: My heart's been racing
1: for too long. <laughs> this is not healthy. Trick <laughs> another rock star.